0: Hey everybody, we're back with another Commission podcast, this time for uh, 2005's Batman Begins, that Christopher Nolan directed, Christian Bale starring, uh, launch of the Nolan verse Batman trilogy, Mm-hmm. that some, well, I'm not, I'm not going to editorialize just yet. Uh, this some was... like. <laughs> How about that? It's what? That some like. That some like. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I some? <laughs> That's <laughs> not like a super strong statement to make. Yeah, some people like it. Uh, I would think that almost this almost everyone likes this movie. Almost everyone. Hmm. It, it, didn't they, don't they? I Is don't this know. a controversial statement? I don't think so. Okay. Roger Jesus Ebert Christ. liked it. Uh, Ethan and Allison from Georgia are the ones that back this podcast. They're also the ones that sent us this young... Uh, Young Pope kangaroo,
1: oh really yeah, we oh, have so uh, in our
0: office uh, high above from a place of judgment sits a a kangaroo wearing a full full papal regalia mm-hmm. and uh I'd explain the joke, but honestly you've, you've either seen the young Pope or you haven't, yeah, uh so thanks once again, Ethan and Allison uh they got some feedback, but I thought that maybe we have just like you know one of our crazy organic discussions and see how much this, what we cover. Okay, just just off our own thoughts, and then uh, we'll back clean up with their feedback. Uh, so, what's your opinion? Uh, some people like it. Some what people is, like what it. Is
1: jo- what does Jim Jones <laughs> think of this movie? I'm in those group of some people who like it. Uh, that this is a really good movie, and it's. I felt like it was a tricky movie to make because the Batman origin story is done a hundred times elsewhere, right? And it's at this point not interesting to me as a viewer um but Nolan brings something to it that I guess I haven't seen which is sort of the story of Gotham like this is as much about Gotham as a city as it is about Bruce as a character yeah um and Batman as a person so I I think there's an interesting story that he's telling here aside from just the origin story of Batman
0: yeah and how Gotham fits into the larger this larger world that spans across Asia and yeah yeah um I think this movie's great too. I think this movie is the like one of the first comic book movies that really nails everything in execution. Like the, it mm-hmm. took a lot of the pieces where you know the first X Men was probably the first even halfway successful comic book adaptation because it took essentially silly things like Wolverine wearing a yellow and blue spandex costume and said let's keep the x logo but put him in some leather body armor uh huh you know um and the, the, just a way to kind of ground things and like it's still comic booky but it's grounded in reality and stuff that was learned in the spider-man films which is the the film has got to have an emotional core you're not caring mm-hmm. who's punching and yeah. and who's being hurt because there has to be real stakes and like was was just such a, a step forward. It's not like it just stood on their shoulders, but it also took this big step forward. And it and also no no small part because Batman is like one of the biggest one was still one of the biggest things in comic book mythos. Like he's got mm-hmm. a lot of like dark pathos crap that's been written about endlessly that is fundamentally more interesting than. You know, mutants fighting, and a boy, a teenage boy, getting bitten by a spider. Yeah,
1: it's not an accident that he became Batman, right? Right, it's a consequence of who he is and his experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the fact that, that he rewarding. doesn't
0: have powers, he's just a person who's driven himself to you know peak physical and mental condition. Other and than wealth, he does have the superpower of being he, enormously wealthy. He's, yeah, he's got a few privileges. Now that you meet, <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, but I think I think that's great. I think that's great. And you, it's mm-hmm. funny as you mentioned Crime Alley because, at this point, I never fucking want to see Crime Alley. And <laughs> is and, that what the pearl scene is called? And pearls hitting the ground. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. yeah and, and pearls hitting the ground, and and a, a terrified young boy because it's been done so many times now. But having said that, I still really like this film's version. It doesn't feel tedious to sit through it. Yeah. I
1: think that's partially because they kinda disperse it through the film, right? Yeah. They they do like a very brief version of it where you see the the guy acting crazy and shooting his dad and shooting his mom and running off. But but that lasts like a minute and then throughout the rest of the film they kinda keep flashing back to young Bruce.
0: I, I think that's the other thing that really makes it sells it is that they actually attempt to watch out have Bruce have a relationship with his father. Yeah. Like see that yeah. this man came from this other man and he had these ideals and this 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 relationship with Bruce that was a real a real devastating loss. Right. As opposed to just being, oh, it's his father, so obviously it sucks. <laughs> right, right. They showed his father's being a good guy and he's trying to save Gotham and and uh Uh, It it just I don't like I said where most of the time it's just like oh you know it's Val Kilmer looking off in the middle distance as he's explaining to Val you know Nicole Kidman (laughs) this tragic thing that happened to him like he's he's telling rather than showing or they show the wrong part which is just his horrified reaction but again without any without any relationship that's just something we can generically empathize with right Um, and also the fact that like you know part and parcel of this is the surrogate father Alfred. Mm-hmm. That they did you know they took the time in a fairly tight film to go and show Alfred's relationship with with his old man and Alfred's relationship with the boy in in several places in his life, yeah, so that's that's why like I really go back and forth about which is the better film between like Batman and the Dark Knight hmm. because the Dark Knight would I don't know if it was like I don't know that it would be as good if it just sh- showed up in a vacuum.
1: Okay, I can
0: see that. Without the work that Nolan did with this Batman this character, none of that stuff would have played. So it's like it it I mean it, it's kind of like, you know, it
1: Yeah, I I there's a line in this movie. Um uh, a couple of things, I guess. Um Alfred talking to to Bruce says basically like uh you you are running the risk of being in this only for vengeance you know or right. revenge um and, and essentially the same thing that Ra's al Ghul told him at the beginning like right. you got in with these criminals and somewhere along the way you lost your mission right um and i think that idea the idea that like he he can't just become the criminals that he's trying to fight here right um he could lose himself in that it carries over into the dark knight mm-hmm. in a way that You know, without that, I don't think the Dark Knight works as well. Yeah. It's really pushed to the extreme. I mean, the Joker
0: is there to test his resolve on that matter. Right, 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 right. Um, I – it's – oh, man, there's so many things. Because I want to go back to this. I want to say, like, to me, as an adult, it's self-evident that Empire Strikes Back is much better than Star Wars. Uh Uh-huh. It's not saying that Star Wars is bad, Mm -hmm. but, like, it took everything about Star Wars and then gave better dialogue – Better, better writing, uh, better, lots of different things, and and advanced it, and it's that same kind of relationship exists between Begins and the Dark Knight, but I have a harder time articulating because the quality of the production is uniform, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, like this stuff where Batman's tested by the Joker wouldn't as be as wouldn't be as resonant without the information at first, and also his relationship yeah. with with uh, Rachel Dawes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't work as well because they're 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 baking all that stuff in from the first film and the relationship he has with with uh, with Alfred and the story that Alfred tells about hunting diamond mines in Africa like all that shit wouldn't be as resonant and powerful without the the Batman Begins so yeah and Batman Begins had like that's the other thing is like Batman doesn't even fucking show up until halfway <laughs> through the film yeah it's a Batman film where they just take their sweet ass time getting to the Batman part and. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a—it doesn't feel like it, but that's a real ball around the damn film's—you uh, know, a, a, a chain around its ankle. Sort of, but also it's
1: it's a boon for this film, too, because I—like you said, I have seen the the origin story of Batman a thousand times, yeah. right? But the origin story is only limited to this idea of—you call it Crime Alley? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, where, where his where parents, his parents are killed. I don't know why they're walking through Crime Alley after the opera. <laughs> Seems but like what, a bad whatever. idea. Yeah. Also,
0: why does the swanky metropolitan <laughs> yeah. just, just empty out into Crime Alley? <laughs> right. It's a little silly. Uh, but all you ever see is that snapshot of it, right? Yeah. This actually shows the
1: creation of Batman. Yeah. If that moment was the moment that spawned, I guess, the feelings that Bruce has, then the creation of Batman was essentially on Ra's al Ghul's back. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it was the time he spent in this prison uh, in wherever the hell he is, Tibet or something. Right. Um, it was a time he spent with Ra's al Ghul, training, learning about fear and how to become mm. a, an icon, a symbol. You know, mm. um, about ideals. It's it's much more than just his parents died. He's angry. He has money, and he can fight.
0: Yeah, no, it's been it's been said a lot that most a lot of times the most interesting part in a superhero's life is their origin story because mm-hmm. it it gives you the it gives you the easiest path to like a Joseph Campbell's you know hero's journey kind of thing cuz you've sure. literally got this guy starting out and then something incredible happens to him and he crosses the threshold and he meets the god and like it's just, it's, it's it's easy it's just like you know explaining how someone began is their call to adventure that they obviously uh, answer yeah so um but but they really a lot of a lot of superhero films try to rush through to origin so that they can then have room for the climactic baddie and the fact that this film takes its time through that origin story yeah and I think the other genius thing is you know one of Batman's greatest villains a lot of people say it's the Joker that's the an easy mm-hmm. answer but Ras al Ghul um, is I think the more interesting one like certainly I'm my Batman fandom essentially starts with the animated series and when, when Ras al Ghul would show up that's when like shit got like because he's kind of like the magneto of Batman's universe like he's <laughs> okay. not like the, the Joker's a the fucking devil Ras al Ghul has a point mm-hmm. like there is shit wrong with society it's just his methods are horrifying he has this respect for Batman and Batman's <laughs> got this fascination for him and he's got this love with his daughter kind of angle yeah. and I think it's pretty ballsy to roll in Batman's origin story with like essentially his his greatest foil but that makes mm-hmm. it it really it really uh, it, it really gives them a shortcut to like it allows them to have race essentially come in like a halfway through the third act mm-hmm. and still provide that climactic battle. I guess, and, and I think it does a lot to kind of shade,
1: yeah, or I guess show the different shades of vigilante justice here. You know, yeah. like you can go too far. Um, how far is too far? Really, is the question it's asking. You know, right. can. Can you be Batman, and is that okay? Uh, Batman is really only one notch below Ra's al Ghul here. Right. You know? uh, Raz is trying to push him in the direction, and the one line he won't cross is killing people. Right. That um, and you know destroying societies, right? Uh, like Rome and and Gotham. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think it does a lot to to raise the question: like, where is the line? It's is it somewhere between Batman and Raz? Uh, certainly. That's what they want us to think here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know what makes the Dark Knight a little bit better for me, um, and it's gonna sound weird because I I don't know that I would always say this. Um, I think a lot of the times a single character can't make a movie, but that Joker performance is so fucking powerful and yeah. so menacing and disturbing that I just don't think you can ignore uh, how much it adds to that movie. Mm -hmm. Without it, like, if it was a mediocre Joker, if you throw Jared Leto in there or something, (laughs) uh, and you end up with, like...
0: Just to pick a random example.
1: Right, sure. Uh, Oh, did he do a Joker? I I was (laughs) unaware. Uh, Yeah, I I just don't think that movie works nearly as well. You need to thoroughly believe in the the just pure insanity of that Joker. Um, And Heath Ledger is able to sell it so well that I think... It, there is no standout character in this movie like that. Not Batman. Not Batman. Not Roz. No, none of them. Really? I thought. I Liam don't think so. As as, as uh,
0: Ross is, is race. Ross is uh, is good too. Is it Razagul? It could. I mean, I don't. I don't know. know. I to say know. Are, are you asking me for Ross. pronunciation? I thought it was Razagul too. It might be Raceagul. But anyway, um, I. I kind of agree with that, although I think that between the Commissioner Gordon, who's not quite Commissioner Gordon, uh-huh. and the Batman, who's not quite the Batman, and Ra's al Ghul, I do feel like that it's not as it's not as like you know the uh, Heath Ledger's Joker running away as you're implying. But yeah, I'll also add another chip to the table, which I do think the third act is not great. Okay. Like just the, just the way yeah. they stage and the visualizations. Like like think about like when Rachel got doused by that chemical. Like the fucking insane shit she saw with Crane, mm-hmm. his bats crawling out of his mouth and maggots and shit. And then think about when uh, like uh, Scarecrow got dosed by his own shit and what transformation <laughs> Batman. Batman turned into. Holy and shit, how fucking that's scary. cool that was. Yeah. And then you think, oh man. They're going to dose all these criminals and and, and, these, and yeah. these civilians in the Narrows, and it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially Batman looking like a shitty Halloween kite,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and a, skull, a cop with a see-through skull. It's like it's very not great. And mm-hmm. there's this mass chaos that they talk about, but it's essentially centered in, you know, Rachel Dawes trying to protect Joffrey. Yeah, first of his name, <laughs> and it just doesn't quite. And then, then Batman yeah. like he 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 settles everything with like a sword fight. It's not clear to me how the fuck he cuts that train in half. Like there's oh, a whole lot yeah. of shit that just doesn't quite makes it. Like like Gordon's got bat- a better the the sidekick arc is a better, more straightforward. Okay, he's going to this thing with this thing he barely understands, and he's going to blow up these supports, and that's yeah. going to if all else fails, that'll save Gotham. And then Batman's just. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Batman's third arc peaked when Ra's al Ghul kicked his ass and left him for dead in the mansion. Like, that part Seems was like working it. good until then, and I don't know. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about this movie in typical uh, bald
1: move fashion. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff that I'm like, what? Hmm? Little yeah. head scratchers, but we'll get to those. And
0: I think that, like, by the time they get to the, the second, like, all, I mean you know the third act of the dark knight is is for the ages um and say what you will about uh, the policemen living underground in tunnels of gotham for like a year and starving and then coming out <laughs> and fighting these goons with guns and tanks like it was a pretty solid action set piece if yeah. you if you so for for so like i feel like the the dark or the, the batman begins has the worst third act and that's where you, what you said about Heath Ledger and that combined like might be but then again the dark knight maybe not had time to do all that really classic thir- 3 art structure yeah. had it not been for a heavy lifting of batman begins so
1: that's true but also um you have all of those elements in the dark knight as well right you don't lose batman right. you don't lose alfred yeah, 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 yeah. or gordon yeah. or i mean you still got all those great characters you just have the addition of the joker who it really yeah. just blows you off the screen. Yeah.
0: And I will also say that you see this movie in 2005, you're not sitting through that third act thinking, oh my God, this is shit. No. I think it's like a year or a decade of comic book films continually uh, one-upping themselves, including Christopher Nolan himself with the second movie, yeah. makes a third act seem sketchier in retrospect. Yeah, that makes sense. Because again, this is this is year one Batman. He's not ready to you know st- stand up to dark side or whatever um yeah and I feel like there was um hmm I forget the
1: original x-men movie was that was that basically an origin story for the x-men um
0: it's origin story he already for had Wolverine school, right? more than anything yeah, yeah it's inter- it, it's it's origin story for rogue and Wolverine and they're brought into right. this existing okay, group yeah um, which is a different kind of hard thing to do to integrate, you know, to, to to kind of have the no origin story, origin story.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get at like how many comic books did or how many comic book movies did the origin story really well. Um, and it's surprising to me, having seen Spider Man, the latest mm-hmm. Spider Man, so recently. Mm-hmm. If you go into that thinking, oh boy, here's another origin story. Yeah, it's fine. It do- yeah. it doesn't matter. It's so well done and that they it don't being even the origin story is not a problem.
0: And they don't even really do the origin story. By the time Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like and that's I guess. But, but the it's frust- more of
1: like a Batman begins type origin story, right? Like what makes him yeah. what makes him the the principled Spider Man that right. he is. What
0: and what takes him to the next the next leap. And, yeah. and I, I wish that I mean that's one of my gripes I guess I got with the the fact that uh D C has kind of largely abandoned the Nolan versus continuity and got this new Bat, I mean, I get it, they, they recast Batman, but, you know, they went back and, and told the fucking origin story again, mm-hmm. and that seems insane to me, because it seems like Spider-Man learned the lessons, like, Jesus Christ, we've had, bat, we've had Spider-Man's origin story told four or five times in the last decade, yeah. everyone's familiar with it, let's just <laughs> start as that, and, like, I feel like that's a confidence in your audience that all superhero films need to like unless you're dealing with a guy like doctor strange or guardians of the galaxy you really don't need an origin story because everyone knows everyone's origin story yeah i don't need to see fucking superman's desperate flight from krypton i don't need to see peter parker getting bit by a spider you know yeah i don't need to see wolf i do not need to see hugh jackman in a bubbling tank screaming as liquid hot matt laced to his fucking bones i get it I get it. <laughs> and then there are examples like Iron Man, which, you know,
1: did a really good job with the origin story. And I, I'm not sure how many people
0: are familiar with Iron Man's origin story. Well, that's that's appropriate. So like, it might it might be the case that they needed that. Yeah, 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 I think that's appropriate. Him and, like, Derek. There's a couple of, the, like, these third-tier guys or second-tier guys that you've got to do that. And I think that's an... Interesting comparison, because I always like to compare, like, Batman Begins with Iron Man, because I think those are two equally well-done origin stories, but they have completely different tonal feels. Oh, yeah. And experiences on an audience. Like, Batman is awesome, and it's kick-ass, but it, like, you would could believe it would win an Oscar. Uh-huh. Whereas Iron Man is kick-ass and super fun, and the color palette's way brighter, and, I mean, I don't know why it's less important than Batman. It just is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, why is the Mar like Marvel is a big crowd pleaser, big tent? I don't think Marvel ever has a prayer of winning an Oscar for any of the I can't for for any of the shit best uh, best movie. I just can't see it ever Mm, happening. No, I don't know whether it's because it's the Josh weedness where there's just a little too not take itself seriously. There's just too much fucking Firefly in there to be taken seriously, or the fact that like DC has these much more mythic archetype character archetypal characters mm-hmm. um but i could see batman a batman movie or a superman movie winning an oscar before i see a, another oscar i should say yeah. before i could see any of the marvel lineup doing that yeah although mm-hmm. they fucking kind of did that with the last wolverine movie was, was it oh with um yeah logan yeah maybe 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 uh yeah do you think logan can win an oscar I think it can get nominated. Uh, I don't think it can win.
1: It's, I'll say it's about as close as they've come. Yeah. It, it is as close as they've come to something that I think has some importance to it. Yeah. As opposed to just being a popcorn movie.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so. But I, but there again, like their best shot, I think, can get a nomination. I don't think it can get a win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's my opinion. That's... I there's something essentially and I, I think it's a conscious choice that Marvel's made and also it's weird because it's like DC chose a Zack Snyder to double down on like the grim darkness mythos kind of thing and it somehow it came out even up, cheesier it than, came out in cheesy self parody and now yeah. they're trying to go back and be a little jokey and it's working it's working but I feel like they're seeding that, that mythic you know American consciousness by, baked in uh, lead that they that they had on Marvel by doing so. Yeah, I almost feel like...
1: I, I mean, Batman, like this trilogy, the Batman Begins Dark Knight stuff, um, it's it's kind of before comic book movies really became comic book movies, right? Like, Marvel was doing its thing. Yeah. Um, they hadn't yet
0: made Marvel. Like, because in yeah, 2008, when started. Iron Man started, it launched yeah. the Marvel Studios continuity.
1: Right. And I feel like they might have just... DC might have, like, stumbled onto this awesome thing in Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. Christopher Nolan is an amazing filmmaker. and right. He... I guess I'm surprised that he would be interested in doing comic book movies, but then again, with the subject being Batman, I think there's a lot more to mine there. Right. Um, and, and then somewhere, like, afterward, they realized, oh, shit, Marvel is, like, crushing it mm-hmm. with these big popcorn films. Yeah. Let's do that. And they tried to take Batman... Like in that direction while also doubling down, like you said, on the darkness. Uh-huh. And it somehow
0: just turned into crap. And that's the thing, like they, they have they seen their own movies, because this movie is, you know, dark and, and mythic and important feeling, but it's also really funny. Yeah. Like it, a lot of it doesn't try to be, but it's like, you know, Lucius Fox's interactions with Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. are intrinsically funny. Yeah. And, you know, uh, <laughs> uh uh shit I, Ah, fucking alfred the alfred bat, the butler yeah. i have in my notes i uh, i got a mr Carson from abbey joke and it was fucking with my memory <laughs> um alfred you know talking about loaning like there, there's this like loaning the uh the rolls royce to bruce when he comes back from the dead that stuff yeah. is 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 pretty funny mm-hmm. um it doesn't need like like i feel like wonder woman making dick jokes with chris Pry- chris pine is the ultimate marvel planting its flag up dc's ass like we've colonized you <laughs> it didn't go the other way uh-huh because that shit you know that's that's a modern anachronistic forcing of humor in that sure. you know instead of organically deriving humor from the characters and the situations are in mm-hmm. all right um but just everybody remember like it t- when when you use air on a hating dc films i fucking love the nolan batmans yep uh anyway uh what else we want to talk about uh I discovered something during my research for this movie. Oh, please and uh educate me.
1: Do you know what Alfred's last name is? Uh
0: Pennyworth. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going
1: to stump you. I never
0: knew that. Really? Pennyworth? Yeah, that's he's the like, most, uh, That's the most Alfred has
1: comic book butler fucking name I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh he he's got a rich mine of uh of backstory like he's like it's always told that he was some kind of uh combat medic in some kind of war hmm. i keep okay. moving it like, like first World war, war one, World one based World on war his two and then korea then like you know it's probably he's probably all the way up to vietnam now because he keeps yeah batman keeps getting older and alfred stays the same <laughs> age it's like a fast time at batman at the bat cave uh but he's yeah he's got all kinds of like alfred cool really does stay the same him. age can we talk about this young
1: Young Bruce uh, Alfred,
0: I am going along with you on this take but yes, give it.
1: young Bruce's Alfred,, I've got side by side screenshots <laughs> here. Young Bruce's Alfred is just as old as old Bruce's Alfred, all
0: right, I think they put a little bit of makeup on Michael Kane for young, and also I mean, I'm not seeing it they also he they they had his hair was still tinged red.
1: I'm not seeing it in these side by sides. I've uh, got Daddy
0: Bruce <laughs> carrying baby Bruce and uh Alfred looking on, and it is he's just old well i re- i respect your opinion i just <laughs> i just i too saw the side by side and i think they're 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 different okay uh anyway um can we talk about can we talk about um alfred's lifestyle his lifestyle like in the mansion alfred is the kind of butler like mr carson from downton abbey this is why i had him written down in my notes where he utterly devotes his life to a family, to the subsumation of his own. Yeah, like his entire, like Mr. Carson and Downton Abbey, his entire sense of self worth is tied up into the fucking Crowley family. Mm-hmm. Family, regardless of how often they let him down, or fuck him over, or whatever. Like, like that's like he's, and that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great character for Batman's universe, but the fact that this guy is Michael Caine character, his whole life has been to service this family. And you know he probably had a really good time the seven years that Bruce was dead or whatever, where he was yeah. just you know he he didn't have to dust hardly anything and he just bought Rolls no, Royces. just—I
1: mean, he was walking around naked in that mansion constantly.
0: Yeah, the throwing throwing giant like like <laughs> parties that would have Hugh Hefner rolling over in his fresh grave. <laughs> yep, uh, just just enjoying the spoils of the of the Wayne Wayne War. Um, I I just they never really. They never I, I I maybe there is in Batman comics like something where like Alfred has a dark moment where he's like why the fuck am I doing this? Why have I let mm-hmm. myself care for this crazy ass person who is trying to destroy his own life and and by extension mine? Like maybe there is, but I feel like that would be an interesting vein for the movie. Kind of like Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but you know how in, in Star Trek insert, not insurrection Star Trek, uh, fucking the Borg first contact Mm -hmm. where like data flirted with the idea of betraying the Federation because maybe this Borg shit was several milliseconds, but whatever, uh, (laughs) like, like maybe there needs to be something where like you believe, you believably think that Alfred's turned against them for like easily to articulate reasons. Like I just fucking articulated. Yeah. Uh, but that's one thing is like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just accepted. It's like, it's, it's almost part of a creation myth, like you know, uh, God took the rib from Adam, and there's the woman. You know, Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne's father hired Alfred, and here's Alfred, and he's down for whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand
1: that impulse. Like, I can understand if it was your own family. Right. I guess I, I don't know. I mean, that's something culturally that. You it's know. a
0: throwback to like the medieval times where you had sworn in yeah, yeah. and you know uh like like literally like some kind of divine right and these other people were lesser beings and it's like mm-hmm. you've got a divinity and you're being cared for and and that's being close to god it's 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 such a weird remnant of these old times. Yeah. Uh does Bruce Wayne chug condensed milk as a child? <laughs> Why? Why does Alfred keep the condensed milk on the top shelf? Like, oh, th- is that yeah. something childrens? Did do- do they just crack that open and just just maybe drink a whole can of condensed milk? How many cats do they have? <laughs> what they... difference does that make? I guess I guess cats could
1: reach the top shelf. Yeah, they could yeah. jump around and get up there.
0: I don't. know, The way they said it implied that like uh, young Katie Holmes and and uh, yeah Bruce Wayne loved fucking condensed milk. I don't know. Maybe what the hell. maybe he had to hide it from from Daddy Bruce mm. from Daddy Wayne um what else because I, I i just got a whole bunch of observations that might be an interesting conversation do you have any yeah. like big to- topics to talk about or yeah, should we I, shift into just the bald move bullshit phase
1: i don't know if it's gonna be an interesting discussion because it seems like self evident but this this idea this core you know theme of the movie is all about uh th- becoming an idea you know becoming a, a concept um standing for for something more than just your own, I guess, uh, wh- whatever Batman is, he's mm-hmm. not just a man. He's not even just a Batman. He's, he's a an idea. idea. Yeah, um, and, and you know that's it's kind of where it ties in with Ra's al Ghul. Roz is kind of the one who made Batman Batman, uh-huh. um, in the sense that he is. And I think, like I said earlier, there's there's this message about this movie that's trying to get at the core of, um like how how far are you willing to go for that idea you know if like can the idea be corrupted in in a different way you know okay so maybe you can't kill the person maybe you can't kill the idea by killing a single man but could you kill the ideal by corrupting it sure by by you know turning into something that it wasn't meant to be initially and i think that's where raz al ghul comes in right like this idea that they're the protectors of men, and they they come into the system when things go wrong, and they correct it, um, and they've done that time and time again. He mentions Rome. He mentions a couple other things. Uh, that to me seems like a corruption of the idea that he stood for in the first place.
0: Yeah, like you know, he's all about this whole like you know, your anger gives you power, but it can also destroy you, and 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 yet that's kind of race Al Ghul's arc. And also the yeah. thing, so I've seen this movie ten, twelve, I don't know how many times. And the the takeaway I got in this is, you know, there's one point in the film where Ra's al Ghoul is saying that, you know, I we our methods, we've done this countless times. Our methods got more sophisticated. We're using financial mm-hmm. manipulation and all this other stuff. And and yet one person almost turned the tide. And your mother and father gave the city strength to. And I'm like, aren't you just about to stumble into yet another way to save society? which is to maybe train your League of Shadows to be paragons Mm -hmm. and use your vast world-traveling wealth and machinations to put these shining examples of people and get them publicity and 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 do good works, and maybe you can save society without burning a whole fucking city down. Yeah, it seems like, like the
1: only reason it didn't work is a random encounter in an alley. Yeah, like with a thug. <laughs> Bruce, Martha, and
0: what the fuck's name? I don't and, know. And Daddy, Bru- Daddy Wayne. Bruce Senior. What uh, a yeah. I, 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 fucking! I can't believe I can't. Remember, I yeah, I can remember Walt, Alfred's last name, but not uh, <laughs> Bruce's dad's first. But anyway, um, why? couldn't it, he just almost did it by accident and like you said it was it was thwarted by a dude with a gun yeah i just feel like that's another conversation where maybe bruce could have said that mm-hmm. like you know that's that's like an obvious rejoinder that's sitting there that you might have challenged his you know without using his fists i don't think that race out ghoul would just like oh well, fuck yeah you're right sweep it away but like that would have been an interesting thing to explore are th- are they trying to explore something
1: bigger? I- I'm literally, like, legitimately asking this question. I don't know the answer to it. With the idea that a single man was killed and the ideal died with him in in Are you making a Judeo-Christian da- allegory kind of thing? No, definitely gym? not. I'm talking about, like, this idea, this paragon of virtue here in Bruce Wayne's father. Mm-hmm. Um, he was killed by a dude with a gun, and it seems like the dream died with him. Like Gotham turned into a hellhole after that. Well, so, that's, whatever ideal. What,
0: that's not what Raz Al Ghul said. He said that people were inspired by the death of your parents to do this outpouring of. Now, obviously, yes. And then it what did, happened? And then <laughs> fell the shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying like maybe maybe or maybe that's the way to go. You you have these League of Shadow guys where they are these moral paragons and you assassinate them and uh-uh. you just keep doing that as often as necessary until society gets right with with whatever you're trying to shape it for. Right. And that's the other thing. Like what is the League of Shadows trying? Like what is their ideal of society? Yeah. Is it the not toleration of any crime? Right. Like, would they like, like if 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 you left them unchecked, would they literally be the type that would imprison you for life for stealing a loaf of bread? Like, did they, uh, did they have? There's any? Is there anything about like any prog- thing progressive? Like, would they put universal health care? Would there be social safety nets? Or like, you know, like what mm-hmm. what do they actually stand for other than destruction of decadent societies? And also, who call? Who says what's is decadent? Sure. Yeah. It's a fair question. I mean, uh, the Narrows does look like some shitty, shanty town, terrible type place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, the United States has a lot of, like, homeless tent cities underneath overpasses where people live in super squalid conditions and whatnot. Like, does that mean, like, we're failing as a society? Of course it does. And, of course, we can do better. But, <laughs> sure. like, I don't know if you come down and burnt burnt down L.A. because a Skid Row or whatever would what? I guess the other thing is, like, how would this play on CNN? Gotham gets attacked by some nerve agent and the city destroys itself. Oh, boy. We got to sober up, America, and get right. With whatever God pervades the DC universe, because that could happen to us. Like, no, it couldn't. What kind of bizarre sequence of events involving nerve gas and a microwave <laughs> emitter and a complete like like is that really going to be something that fucking scares the the uh, Metropolis right. into getting good? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It 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 doesn't. I, like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to stand up to scrutiny.
1: You'd you'd have to have like Ra's Al Ghul getting out there. And like being the front man for this movement, right? Yeah. Like telling people why this is happening to them, telling them this is gonna happen again if you don't do X, Y, and Z. Right. Otherwise, yeah, they'll people will go, Oh, yeah, that's super weird. Right. (laughs) That that happened over in Gotham. I guess I'll just go about my daily
0: life. Yeah. You you need someone to deliver the message or else it's just Something that people are like, oh, you know, Gotham. Street, wear wear Gotham Strong ribbons for a while, and then <laughs> right. then it's uh, it goes the way of the dodo. I, I think Ra's al Ghul's platform
1: is authoritarianism, because when he's he's creating Batman here, and he's got Bruce out at the top of the mountain. Um, he's got this criminal who mm-hmm. who he claims is a murderer, mm-hmm. and he tells Bruce, okay, this is the final step in your training. You got to kill this guy for justice, and. There's never any proof given that this guy's actually a murderer. Right, not there, a, even a
0: trial. Like fuck no. the trial. Just like you said, he's a murderer. Right,
1: and and you're going to take my word for it, and you need to do what must be done. And Bruce, in my mind, rightfully says no, not for the right reasons. The the reason I would have given is I have no proof that this guy did anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Wh- where why should I believe you? I mean, I, maybe it's going to be one of those Kingsman deal where Bruce, if he went to go kill him, uh, Ray Ghul would have stopped him at the last minute, and then right.
1: It's, this was a test. You, it was a you test. Failed. We
0: want unquestioning obedience so you will always trust that we're right even though you have no evidence because that's what we want, unthinking machine. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, very yeah. authoritarian. I think you're right. And also that can be seen as an over – he's got this same trauma as Bruce Wayne, but instead of becoming a guardian, he wants to control the world and manipulate it so that he can't ever be hurt that way again. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. a way to protect the world, thus himself, from those same impulses. Like, oh, God, this killed my wife and ch- children. I can't ever allow this to happen. And it's just the equal and opposite impulse that, that Bruce Wayne had. Where Bruce yeah. is like, although, uh, I mean, it's always, sh- that's that's the thing about Batman, and that's why he's a comic book character, is not only is he the perfect vigilante, because he does all this shit himself, he but mm-hmm. but he never kills because, A, he's not entirely certain and B, he's afraid that if he does kill, then he will just become Razal ghoul, Yeah. And C also does something like, "Well, my parents were killed with a gun, so gun is the weapon of the coward, so I'll never use that." It, <laughs> okay. It doesn't all hold together, and also Batman allows a lot of evil into the world by not implementing a more permanent solution for people like the Joker, sure, and whatnot. But you know that's why he's a comic book character
1: yeah i mean I also have questions around raz's plan here like how many you know it's a it's a very um shit sodom and Gomorrah type thing mm-hmm. where how many good people in the city can there be before raz decides it's time to fuck the good people and destroy the city yeah i mean because many many good people right. were caught up in this poisoning
0: yeah, and I wonder, I mean, his state would probably be like, well... And I think they kind of dress it, it's like, well, if there's that, if there's any good people, then why have we been able to infiltrate every level of the city just mm-hmm. on its own corruption? Like, kind of like, if the good people have allowed this, then are they really good? I mean, it's a very <laughs> okay. extremist view, but I think, For I sure. think internally a it, it has logic if you look at it from his perspective. Right. Um, what do you think of uh, Gary Oldman's portrayal as uh soon to be commissioner gordon lieutenant oh, gordon i
1: really really like him
0: yeah it's i just think it's amazing how he is able to completely disappear in roles mm-hmm. like this this commissioner gordon has his own look way of speaking uh way body language like it is really crazy how he's just he's he he's he's just commissioner gordon mm-hmm. uh that's yeah, the
1: talent of gary oldman he always has this ability to just become the character, r- yeah. regardless of what it is. He's he's done some very strange characters. You look at Fifth Element. Holy shit, he's Fucking a very Grant different Stoker's character. Dracula. Yeah, he's he transforms his look. He transforms his voice and his mannerisms. He's right. He's very talented.
0: Yeah, uh, and I like how they show. Uh, to what extent do you think the experience he had, that Bruce had with him as a young man? Played into him reaching out like was 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 Gordon on the top of his like maybe good cop list, and he was like you know running down to make sure he was clean, could be yeah. Uh, other, the other thing that I, I took away from this film is Commissioner Gordon being the only good cop on the Gotham Police Department. That is weird. Like he <laughs> says. He's a good cop, but then when his partner says, "You know, Jimbo, if you don't take the the honey, us bees might sting you to death," or what some <laughs> bullshit like sure. that, and he's like, "I'm not a rat," and I'm like, uh-huh. "Well, why the fuck not?" Well, like yeah. he's he's got the cynical. Like, There's nobody to rat to, but like, if if ev- if ever like the. Like dudes like you are the reason that Gotham got to be the shithole that it is, right?
1: You're right. You don't. This get is t- the good.
0: This is what Ray Salkool would say about your good men. Sure, sure. Like he 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 won't he won't engage in evil himself, but he's more than happy to tolerate in others around him. And you know, this is all American gangster shit right now. But
1: yeah, you can't get to 99 percent of the police force being corrupt. Without right. first having one percent of the police force being corrupt, and if right. you can cut out the one percent, you avoid the ninety nine percent, right? Right,
0: and that's what's it's, it's maddening when sometimes in real life circumstances you hear <laughs> you hear the the phrase, "Well, they're just a few bad apples." When like you know, a, police officials are trying to defend their organization for whatever bullshit they've done, and mm-hmm. it's like you know, the full phrase is ruins the whole bushel right so if it's a few bad apples and y'all have known about the bad apples then what the fuck yeah and that's the thing like there's another thing that i wish was explored that you know like why does it take bat why does bat why does it why does it take batman to inspire people to actually do good and to what extent does he inspire people to be good? Because what it seems like he inspires in the second film is vigil- other vigilantes and ever worse forms of criminal. That's the other uh-huh. interesting thing about Batman. Like Batman used to just do you know fight uh, petty street crime, but as a result of that, things escalated. Like they allude to in the the end of this film, and now you got the Joker and shit going <laughs> super crazy. Yeah,
1: they really skip the. Uh... Petty, petty street crime phase of Batman <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. They go straight to like nation Existential building, threats. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Uh, we're, we're gonna
1: take out the guy. We're gonna take out an entire city here, and Batman needs to stop him.
0: What would happen? So here's the other weakness of Razau Ghul's strategy to be Liam Neeson when he's propping up this weird Urdu speaking Kill Bill character uh, as their main guy. What happens if this Urdu-speaking guy decides he's going to get a delusion of grandeur and actually, I'm actually going to be race out Google? This guy is—he's uh, betrayed me. Kill him. Yeah, take the card out. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> what? What is that? Or is that something that actually happens? Like, you know, it's like if if the if the fake ra- Rass can outmaneuver the real Rast, then it's time for the ra- the old Rast yeah. to go. Yeah,
1: it's like the the line of succession.
0: It's uh, like a very Scythian kind of thing. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah uh the master is because <laughs> the student has become the master mm-hmm. cuz that the other thing is the second ras al ghul body double is some weak ass shit the, the, during his fight you know when he introduces him at at Wayne mansion or Wayne manor like he's like this is like a this is bat batty old woman's like oh bruce yes i want you to meet uh, this uh this fascinating guy ras al ghul uh-huh. and it's like they got some just dopey looking dude on on china in, in Chinatown and Gotham City glued a shitty not even equal length you know <laughs> fu Manchu mustache on him and put a trench coat on him and there's the dude like, what the fuck how's he? yeah no Liam. he was he was only there to to service as, as a reveal right
1: <laughs> yeah. to, to serve as the the real reveal for the real Roz. right 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 so really I mean two two seconds in the makeup chair is all he needed. <laughs> and then well, Ducard was like, No, nah, look, man, you're not even gonna be on screen that much. Just get out there.
0: I'm just saying that you start off with Ken Watanabe. Yeah. There's a pretty far, like you gotta get someone at least as charismatic and with a personage as, as Kin. Yeah. You can't just get they C- should have started with C level like what what did the casting call for second bullshit Rasal Ghoul look like? Yeah. Like, generic, asymmetrical facial features, Asian guy, maybe a little pudgy, <laughs> maybe with sleepy eyes. D- d- if you got a Fu Manchu, we're going to cut it so it's uneven. Like, I, I, just, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Yeah. I, I couldn't take him seriously. Like, like, you'd think in the middle of Tibet, you could just, like, the guy that Batman dropped... Henry Ducard off to would have been a better Ras Al Ghul. Like, the guy's like, here's a bunch of money. Take care of this guy. He'd be hands down better Ras Al Ghul than Ras Al Ghul number two. Yeah. Right? He's ass Al Ghul is what I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I think they probably had, like, Daniel Day Kim lined up or something. And then – uh he he found out I, he'd only be on screen for three How about seconds. I Jackie
0: Chan. Get Jackie Chan on there. Like, I he'd feel be like distracted. it'd be turn into a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be distracted. Yeah. It'd just be, it'd be He'd funny. be
1: twirling like one half of the ridiculously <laughs> that's, lopsided that's mustache. That's what happens with his
0: mustache. He's, he's, he's he twirled too, it. These amateur wrestlers. So he just spends the whole time twirling it and it just breaks off. <laughs> yeah. Too much, too much mechanical strain on the mustache. I'd say that's a failing of the hair in the mustache, not of the person. <laughs> um, I also want to talk. So we talked about, uh, casting, um, Uh, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon to give him instant credibility. Michael Caine as Alfred, instant credibility. Um, Let's talk about um, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. Mm -hmm. Like, you see that guy in that suit. And like, how many how many roles has, has has he had where he's just the generic smart guy where he walks in in a tweed suit and describes something in that charming monotone that he's gotten and it's just like, yeah, mm. fuck it, is he a research scientist is he the most brilliant mechanical engineer of the generation is what is he a nuclear physicist? Can you yeah. say bullshit about Scarlett Johansson's brain? Yes, we believe him. <laughs> right, he wasn't. Lucy. Whatever you say about penguins, it's true. I don't. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't care. Like he's just so fucking good at it and sly. Yeah. Like, at what point does he realize what Bruce Wayne's doing? The first time he meets him, certainly by the second time, definitely
1: by the second time. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, it's not when he shows In the up at
1: spelunking. Bullshit. Yeah. He was immediately on to him
0: yeah. with that. And the whole, like, you know, second time they meet, it's the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like the – I don't know, but it, it it makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, Morgan Freeman's great.
0: And then he develops into a guy who can check Batman by the second film with mm-hmm. the, his whole crazy NSA cell phone spying deal. But yep. I thought he was great. Um, Rutger Hauer. Or, uh, yeah as the evil guy trying to hijack Wayne Enterprises for military research and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh he you know, you see that guy and he's up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. The third act kind of runs out of gas, but I thought the the first act, the the culmination of the Bruce's training, the the ninja maze on LSD mm-hmm. was a really cool set piece. Yeah. And very simply it's just a bunch of guys moving in unison but it was really, really cool and sold the physical and mental aspect of the challenge really, really well.
1: Yeah, Batman gets the upper hand on Roz, just Uh, like the end of the movie.
0: Just like the end of the movie. Um, Where does this Batmobile rank? This Batmobile's good. I think this is the best Batmobile in any movie ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can get with that. It's not like you're your typical depiction of it. Yeah. I guess. It looks very different from previous Batmobiles. Right. Uh but it certainly feels I guess the most realistic. If we're talking about like a heavily armored vehicle. Yes. Um that's meant
0: to do things
1: that vehicles don't typically do. Yeah. This one
0: this one takes it. Yeah. I mean there's nothing that you wouldn't believe this thing's capable of. Jumping roof to roof crashing through concrete barricades mm-hmm. stealth mode stealth mode yeah i stealth mode is this essentially <laughs> bruce turning the lights off like that like <laughs> yeah what the fuck man what, i i, I that, have a that... big
1: problem with this whole this whole chase scene at the end cuz i i really wish that bruce was leading the cops to something because the t- entire time it feels I think what we're supposed to feel here is, oh, no, Batman's got to get away from the cops. But he can't and let them. And they're on to him. And, and
0: they all, he also can't lead them back to Wayne Manor because, right. you know. Then they'll know. Uh, right. Bruce. He'll destroy the symbol of Batman. But right. he also doesn't want his uh, this woman that he loves to die.
1: So the entire time it feels like the cops are one step behind him and he's at risk of getting caught at any moment. Mm-hmm. But then there's the stealth mode, which I feel like conflicts with that entirely. Because there, he feels like he's just toying with them. Yeah. Like at any moment, he could have done this. He could have gone yeah, completely like what, off the radar, gone through a building, whatever.
0: What he's tactical? He's been toying with. Him. What tactical advantage did he get by going two car lengths behind them? Right. And then crashing through a barrier. I guess like that's the thing he got. And also, if you just if him, you but, just told me this thing had active camouflage, he flips the thing and there's like digital panels and it just kind of disappears. I'd have fucking believed it. Yeah. Like that's that. It's like. Bleeding edge and maybe ten years, fifteen years in the future. Like Active I stealth I, stuff. Yeah. I would totally believe that, and so like that's what you want to do. Just fucking do that.
1: Yeah, it just it didn't feel right that he was running from the cops at that point. Yeah, because I I don't feel like he needed to run necessarily. He could have just left them in the dust basically. Yeah, by doing things that their cop cars can't do. Um. So yeah, it, it was a little bit weird that he wasn't actually leading them anywhere. He was kind of actually just running from them.
0: Right. The other thing this movie does really well that I think a lot of Batman culture is indebted to is they nail that kind of, like, predator mode of Batman where he's swooping out of the shadows. And, like, it it sells Batman as this, like, horror. Like, if you're a gangster in Gotham, Batman is a horror movie monster. Mm -hmm. He's going to pop out of the shadows and you're going to be taken away screaming. (laughs) And I think, like, like if you play any of the 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 video games mm. like that's this is essentially they they're taking like shot for shot stuff out of the nolan films like when you jump into a ring of bad guys and beat the ever loving shit out of them that's an homage to this film when you swoop down from a gargoyle and string up some dude in 3 seconds yeah. it's an homage to this film because there's definitely elements of that in like you know the opening credit scenes of the batman the animated series and in some of the various comic books but I felt like it really nailed that kind of fighting from the shadows, commando style that Batman is is famous for. Yeah, that scene at the docks
1: is the prime example.
0: Yes, in my mind, where he's
1: essentially a shadow,
0: and it is shot like a horror movie style, yeah. where you know it's 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 always filmed like you your people are backing up into dark things, and you know, uh, I I thought that was great. Yep. Uh, what do you think of Cillian Murphy's performance? Eh. It's okay. There, I, I at first because that's the thing. Like I used to think this guy's just a terrible fucking actor, and then huh. I've seen him in good stuff like Peaky Blinders and some other things that I've quite enjoyed him in. And I just, I he's he's I don't know like one. He he feels like uh, what's that guy's name? Jesse Einhorn or Eichberg from The Social Network? <laughs> Jesse uh, Jesse Einhorn? Yeah. <laughs> Fakele Einhorn. <laughs> Fakele, yeah uh Laces out Jesse. Uh but you know like his uh, Lex Luthor like was like yeah. 3 steps over where it needed to <laughs> yeah. be. Cillian's about a 1 step over where he needs to be for this for this character. Uh-huh. Like I liked him I honestly I th- I think I really liked him when he's like dealing with Rachel uh and saying like, "Oh, you might check to see what implications she's authorized to make if any." He's got this kind of like prissy icy kind of guy Mm -hmm. but when he's like talking to the gangsters on top of the roof about the batman coming like i i I, was christopher nolan really saying, yeah i need more i need more cillian more (laughs) more get those eyes bigger bulge them out smirk bigger smirk like it what it came i don't know it's it's kind of a glaring weakness when you see all the other people in this film
1: yeah i definitely like him more in 28 days later yeah um that's that's a really good movie uh, and he's really good in it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Scarecrow is certainly not the most interesting um, villain in my mind either.
0: Uh, where do you stand on Rachel Dawes? Are you a Katie I Holmes? I don't like Katie Holmes. Or are you Holmes. a Maggie Gyllenhaal? I
1: am definitely a Maggie Hall fan
0: <laughs> over Katie Holmes. I, Why I think, do you, I'd have thought Katie Holmes did all – I Actually, I really liked her in a scene where she slaps Bruce. Like, yeah. She she just bra- she just destroys him from her place of moral the moral high ground. She's great as Bruce's friend and guiding light for Bruce. I just don't buy
1: her as an authority figure. I, something about what? her demeanor and her tone. I just don't see her being a DA. Hmm. Whereas Maggie Gyllenhaal, I feel it.
0: I mean, it's not like Christmas Jones from no. James. But it's it's no, it's not, not that bad. Not Denise Richards trying to be a fucking nuclear research scientist. Fuck no. She comes but, close. It's just, hmm.
1: it's just not quite there for me.
0: I think I agree. I like. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actress. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big like like I didn't. Th- I thought Rachel was fine. I thought Katie Holmes was fine in this film. But when I saw Maggie, I'm like, oh yeah yeah yeah. This is this yeah. is more of. A,
1: I, I think there are many many other
0: actresses who could have pulled this off better. Yeah. In my mind, so she didn't. It, it's like like. Again, I think Cillian Murphy took away a little bit from the film, or they brought to it. I think, would you say that Katie Holmes was just neutral? Yeah, she didn't. She make was the like movie right worse. at replacement level. But yeah, okay. Um, why was, why was Bruce Wayne's first step in conquest of the criminal empire, criminal underworld, a cha- obtaining a hobo suit?
1: A hobo suit? Yeah, he. Oh, go- the the coat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, step one... That's a real good question. I don't know. Like, you're... It's like if George Clooney decided that he wanted to start a life of heroism right Mm -hmm. now, and his first step was to go out and trade jackets with somebody, he goes to the fucking... I mean, they're they're putting Bruce Wayne... They're putting Bruce Wayne on that level. Like, he's this yeah. famous son of this wealthy socialite who died, and he probably grew up in the spotlight, and mm-hmm. you know, he just attended this big trial. He tries to go and fly to Tibet. Pe- people are going to fucking know. Yeah. Like, where does he go in the world where he's not recognized because he's got this shitty homeless guy's jacket on? That's the thing. I, I
1: think it was more symbolic to him. Like, this is this is him shedding... The the Bruce Wayne stuff in favor of becoming something else.
0: It's a little reaction to Marcon's, Marconi's. uh You know, you don't can't understand this because you're not from this world. Yeah. You're too comfortable. You're too safe. You're too soft. Right. So it's like, well, I'll show you. I'm gonna get a shitty jacket. Step one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, clothes
1: make the man. I guess. I mean, there wasn't. Well, what else could he do in that moment to to show that he was committed to this different path?
0: I guess that's true. I like, guess that's true. Pull pull
1: a check out of his pocket and write it to a <laughs> homeless man. Yeah. Here's my fortune. Here's my
0: entire fortune. Yeah. I'll need this back <laughs> right. when, when I come back. Better in Alfred's hands, I'd say. Do um, you want to talk about Batman working on his ruined mansion like it's a weekend DIY project? <laughs> like, his fucking <laughs> yes. house is still smoking in ruins, uh-huh. and he's he's nailing a random board in the middle of this. Over the well, yeah. That's not how any of this stuff works. And there are two guys. Two. Two Count guys them, two guys with shovels in the background clearing the rubble. Not not a bulldozer nope. just bulldozing this shit out of the way that's gonna to have to be done. Just two guys with a bucket yeah. and 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 spades.
1: Nine months later the site's starting
0: to clear out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I get it, you want to show Bruce's part, but like you know what? What Bruce should be doing? Bruce should be having blueprints and a hard hat, and safety, and he should be, like, with a walkie-talkie, personally, over. he shouldn't be yeah. actually hammering nails.
1: No, no, I, I, actually, I would like to see Alfred as the foreman, because it seems like Alfred has the big ideas here, right? Like, fuck brick-by-brick brick, rebuild, yeah. let's make some modifications, yeah. let's put in a bat chute, you know, yeah. <laughs> going down to the bat cave, this is where he gets probably the red phone. Yeah. Uh, wait, that's Commissioner Gordon who gets the red phone, right? They both get the red phone. They both get red phones. Um, this is where he gets the sliding bookcase. This is and where he the, gets the, the, bust the William the... Shakespeare bust. Yeah. That,
0: that tilts back and reveals his uh, batpole. All Alfred's ideas. Heyo. Yeah. 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 Batman. Like that's the thing. That is the one thing that kind of bugs me is that they do kind of turn Bruce Wayne into a bit of a meathead. A little bit. Like, but he's smart enough to understand the power of the symbol, right? No, I, I mean, get he's it. Not, he's not a total meat, but he's a far cry from the world's greatest detective. They yeah. try to get back to that in, uh, in in the second movie where he's doing that crime mm-hmm. lab analysis of the bullet, and he's, like, far be- – like like, he's taking criminal science way behind, but, like, they didn't really do a lot of that. Well, I, I it might I don't just know. be the evolution of, the and character, also right? like most of the time he's inter- interacting with people not in Batman. He's doing this intentional meathead kind of dumb rich guy. Like when he's interacting right. with Lucius, and when there's I, I also really enjoyed the uh, the drunken rant, getting rid of everybody from the mansion. That was great.
1: oh, that's so good. Also, I mean the thing where the girls are in the fountain and he buys yeah. the hotel. Like yeah. that's great, but like I couldn't help but think in those scenes, is this really? what Alfred meant when he said like you're doing like you're doing a family a disservice, like don't ruin the name of your family. Right. Now he's out there like being this Playboy and being a giant asshole to everyone, the Wayne name is gonna take a hit. That's Mm. that's what that's like the bane of Alfred,
0: right? (laughs) I can think of another five name a five letter rich family who's done a lot of crazy shit in public that doesn't seem to diminish (laughs) their image much any so maybe I don't not. Know. In certain minds, it has. Maybe, maybe after he re- maybe after he flips the keys to G- Joseph Gordon lovett in the third film, he runs for president. Yeah, <laughs> not as Batman, J- no, just with- as the surly ass Bruce Wayne who fucking hates everybody and buys out hotels when they give him shit about their pool policies. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, or maybe it's a different Batman. I don't know.
1: They're apparently. Apparently, ten thousand bat ears floating around. That's true. Out there, like they order crates and crates of these things. That's true. Um, they don't ever do anything with that fact. I wish they did.
0: Well, especially since the first ten thousand uh, shattered. Uh, yeah, at the uh, when an elderly British man swings a hammer at it, that's not what you want out of a, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> out of a bat ear. Well, he's not fighting any elderly British men. That's true. So, who uh, knows? Liam Neeson, although he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not British. No, he's Irish, he's, right? I think so. Yeah, or Scottish, or either one. I've just pissed off a uh, uh, country people of of people. I don't want to piss off. Pretty sure he's Irish. Uh, do you have anything else to talk about, or should we get to Ethan and Allison's feedback? Um,
1: I wanted to talk a little bit about the train system, okay, and, and what Daddy Wayne did for Gotham, because it seems to me like this train system was designed for the one percenters. Uh-huh. Like how. This train is so high up. Okay, first of all, they're filming this in Chicago, right? And it, it seems less like a coincidence and more intentional that they made this elevated train a big a big part
0: of this movie. Like a quad level elevated train. Yeah,
1: it's huge. It's like 150 feet in the air. Uh-huh. It's it's like something you'd see in on Coruscant. Right. Like. It's That's not wheelchair thing.
0: accessible.
1: Fuck no. <laughs> and it's not even people accessible. Like, how many stairs lead up to this fucking thing from yeah. the street? They have to have elevators, right? No one can use this at street level. I'm convinced it connects skyscraper to skyscraper uh, it's the, It's the a city. rich
0: man's idea of something that would help the poor. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne and Daddy Wayne love it. Right. They just love this fucking thing. And then later on, we see it essentially turns the city into Coruscant because <laughs> underneath this train... Horrible things are happening. Yeah, terrible things, and I have to imagine that up at the top of those skyscrapers, it's still very much like rich and powerful.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad take. You could even say like, you know, it's like this allows our employees to cheaply and easily get from their homes to Wayne Enterprises. So as long as they're cool, they don't, climbing they, don't stairs. they don't need cars or anything. So we can pay them less. Uh, sure, because their transportation costs are covered. Yeah. I don't think that's what they're trying to suggest, but it's easily a reading that one could make. Yeah, I, I'm just dissatisfied with the train system. Right. If you just read, Car- if you just read Marx, and you want, and you watch Batman, you're gonna fi- it's 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 gonna <laughs> another that train is just another tool of oppression.
1: Yep. The other big question I have is about this gas, this poison. Um, I don't know if being ionized into water and, and dispersed through the city has a different effect than the direct effects of being sprayed in the face with it. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like the people who were sprayed with this early on in the film were were cowering in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, they were essentially crippled by their fear, unable to do anything. Mm-hmm. And yet when they dispersed this through the city, it seems like this it almost brings out like the basest, most um, animalistic sort of tendencies in everyone mm-hmm. it seems to have a different effect when dispersed through a crowd than when dispersed into one person's face
0: yeah and also and like, I didn't
1: understand that like why does this have a different effect why would people who are supposed to be cowering in fear of everything mm-hmm. be attacking other people
0: well so I think that they have a hint of what you're supposed to understand is like when Crane says uh, like he gives Rachel a concentrated dose mm-hmm. and it's just gonna fucking kill her yeah um. whereas Batman got, like, I guess a moderate though. Do- like, I, I feel like it's all about the intensity, you know? Uh, so breathing it in through water vapors is not... Yeah, well, I mean, right? It's not, like, in your face. It's just in the atmosphere. It's probably diluted. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. I, like I said, that's why I think the third act has problems, because it just... I mean it's it's a PG-13 movie that just can't get as crazy as what that scene probably requires. Sure. Like there should have been Caligula shit going on in the narrows. I just and, think they should have described and it's the essentially a, a, a dirty cop pulling a gun on an unarmed person, mm-hmm. them attacking Batman, them attacking Batman and them trying and and, and uh, Zaz who is a serial killer in the Batman universe. They kind of hint at that where you can see hmm. in the final scene of him where he's got like check marks like he every time he kills someone he puts like a tally mark on his body uh him him menacing joffrey baratheon uh it's impossible Who has had the
1: same haircut for 15 years Sure by the way. shit
0: has that doesn't he Also it's harder to connect with the kid yeah. now that we know he grows up to be joffrey
1: Yeah it's unfortunate I I I feel for that actor a little bit Yeah I think he's he is I think joffrey. he's retired
0: from acting and it's probably a good call because yeah. are you going to get a bigger role and also yeah. is anyone going to look past Your Joffrey face to see Mm -hmm. anything anything else that you're that you might be good at.
1: I think he needs to do he needs to pull a Claire Danes and like go to college, just kinda have a career, do your own thing, and then if you want to get into acting again,
0: yeah. You think we'll be ready to accept him as a crazy CIA officer?
1: Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying that's that's probably the path forward for who's gonna be
0: his Mandy Patinkin to kind of like (laughs) make him relatable to people. Uh Gary Oldman. I, I, yeah,
1: I feel like Paul Giamatti could pull off a, a convincing Mandy Patinkin. this just because of his beard. It's because of his whole shape. The, yeah. yeah, the shape and the beard and the <laughs> just everything.
0: Yeah, but uh, uh, Giamatti could not pull off a an uh, Anigo Montoya's. So no. Mandy Patinkin is the better actor. That's true. It's all about you know. Yeah,
1: there was never a moment in time where Paul Giamatti would have made a good Nico Montoya <laughs> sword, sword fighter. Fuck no.
0: All right, it seems our organic bald move conversation bullshit's petering out, so let's get the Ethan and Allison's feedback. Uh, up front, they said, Does Batman Begins compare favorably with the average superhero movie of today, considering it was an early entry to the recent craze of films? Yeah, I mean, I think it does, and largely because no other contemporary comic book film tries to do what it did. Logan being the notable example. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's impossible to compare Doctor Strange to Batman. Like sure. not just in their origin stories, but in the fact that like Doctor Strange was all about what would a superhero film look like if you ingested an improbable amount of LSD. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is what if fucking Avengers in space? And like, like nothing tries to do this very small, intimate because that's what it is. It's like it's all about Batman's relationship with Rachel, uh, uh, Alfred, Raz al Ghul mm-hmm. and, Gotham, and Gotham City, where, yeah. you know, all, it seems like every fucking superhero film has got an, uh, the stakes have to be the world or the universe or. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I mean, I think it holds up just because. And, and that is the thing is like people are starting to get tired of the Marvel. Like they have to continue to get bigger and bigger and and have bigger stakes and and oh if you like to if you're getting tired of Avengers now Avengers are going to team up with fucking Guardians and Spider Man and and I don't know if that's sustainable and I feel like Marvel knows it too because they're they're tr- they're going to eventually get to a point where they wind this down and then have to reboot it where. No one has really tried again, with the notable exception of Logan, to do this other type of superhero movie—a mm-hmm. deconstruction, yeah. almost. Not a deconstruction, but what would you call? What would you call this? It's not a deconstruction to Batman mythos. It's like a, a realism take on it. Yeah, it's more grounded. It's no—it's no, like, not I, impressionist. It's actually a real, like, like you know, he's he's wearing real military body armor and driving real military vehicles, and
1: yeah. And they're using real microwaves to to (laughs) ionize real poison. All right,
0: it falls (laughs) apart at a certain point. No,
1: no, I I feel you, though. There is something that feels more grounded about it. And that's, I don't know if it's the nature of this particular superhero. I don't know if it's the nature of, like, the work that Christopher Nolan does. But there's something about this movie, tonally, that feels more serious Mm -hmm. than any other superhero movie that's ever been made. Um, and, And that's a weird thing i feel like that's a very elusive thing that a lot of people strive for and miss the mark on like yeah. like you could say that about the Zack snyder stuff right like they're going for
0: something there but i just
1: don't think they nailed
0: it and it's so crazy because that's the guy that made the watchman which is sure. the yeah. canonical deconstruction of the superhero genre yeah. right um but there again he didn't fucking write that that series he just adapted it yeah, uh, He wasn't born into this into comic book script He, he merely adopted it uh, The second point Batman Begins is arguably one of the least impressive Recent superhero films In terms of sheer spectacle But one of the more impressive in terms of being artistic Which style of superhero film do you prefer? The popcorn flick or the thinker? We think Batman v Superman shows How you can try to do the latter and go horribly wrong Martha! <laughs> um, okay honestly they both have merits
1: like if I want to be entertained I'm not looking to Christopher Nolan to do it Yeah. if I want to think deeply about uh, a movie I'm looking for Christopher Nolan Huh. I'm looking for this kind of movie you know there it's a time and place for everything essentially
0: it's funny because like I think it's not fair to say this movie is not I, I agree with what you're saying but I also think it's giving a short shrift by saying this is not entertaining because when I watched this the other day sure. that two hours is cruised by Like, there there wasn't, like, It's engaging. I don't know that
1: I would call it... I mean, it is entertaining in spots, too, but it's no, like, Guardians,
0: It is very hard to tell... It's very hard to say... I find it hard to say what Marvel does with Iron Man, for example, differently than Batman, because... You know, Iron Man gets kidnapped by terrorists and tortured, and he has to fucking do self-surgery on himself. And uh-huh. and he has to deal with the limits of his power, and he can't save everybody. And, like, there, there's some, like, really important, heady stuff about that and living up to your father's expectations and fail. You know what I mean? Um, sure. But it is a hell of a lot more fun than Batman Begins. Yeah. But, but I, so which is better? I mean, I don't know. Which is better? The Godfather, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Last Ark? It's, Which is
1: better, donuts or steak? Like, they're they're fundamentally different things that one doesn't have to be better than the other. Yeah. They can both be enjoyable for different reasons.
0: I, I keep on wondering, like, how much legs the superhero genre has. And my, I guess with the thing with Logan there by saying what a great Western it was is that that's the next evolution. Like, hmm. can superheroes become a genre that can hold other genres within it? Or is it going to always be pigeonholed to the superhero genre? Like, if Westerns were just, like, cowboys and Indians and John Wayne, like, if they're... Well, even that's, like, da- damning it with too faint of praise, because there's awful damn fine John Wayne Westerns. But, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? if it If it never gets out of that pulp territory, then it probably won't... can't sustain itself. But if they can keep reinventing it and telling different stories with the same characters and putting them in different genres and giving different feels. And, and, and also, you know, the the comics that are best reflect modern culture and adapt at those times. Like, you know, uh, X-Men first came out as a, a parable about racism. And then it was molded to be a parable about like gay and trans rights. And I'm sure it will continue to evolve because it's, it's a very flexible framework to deal with these topical form. So can it continue to do that? Yeah, uh, but I don't know because like I, I don't know how much longer they can keep telling essentially the same story with slightly larger stakes.
1: Yeah, that's I, I guess that's why this movie, when I go back to it, I enjoy it so much is because it is different. It does feel different. Um, and, and and like The Dark Knight is basically a heist movie, right? <laughs> like certainly the beginning of it is a heist movie. Yeah. Um. It becomes more than that, certainly, by the end of it.
0: But... It is kind of a heist, because at the, yeah. the final caper is it's, he's trying to steal the soul of Gotham. Sure. Like, you know, yeah. kill all these civilians and prisoners and prove some point about people's animal nature, and Batman foils the robbery.
1: Right. So and you're... then you got
0: high fantasy, which is like Thor and stuff, right? Yeah.
1: Like, I don't I don't know. But there's probably a technical meaning for high fantasy, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's uh-huh. very fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I think superheroes do, superhero movies do very different things depending on the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I never thought about it in terms of like genres and and this meta genre
0: of superhero movies. Right, they treat it as not. It's it's like a war film genre. Yeah, like there's like yeah, war, war films can Captain America, can, right? Can hold like like War films can be Tropic Thunder or mm-hmm. they can be uh Apocalypse now. That's true. So like why can't comic book films be both Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy? Like sure. I think that's what that's 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 what they'll be. But the, the, I guess the essential problem with Marvel is this is a very successful formula, but they are like this marvel sh- superhero genre is that like i it's i mean they flirt with importance in some of the captain america ones but not really yeah. not really uh we'd be interested in hearing you guys discuss the themes of justice versus vengeance present in this film i feel mm. like we did do that
1: yeah we touched on
0: it uh for example batman and ra's al ghul have a similarity in that they both lose someone close to them and turn their anger outwards towards others but batman fights crime good and ra's ra's takes part in societal cleansings bad <laughs> what is Nolan using this contrast to show? Is it just that Bruce Wayne Batman is a good guy or is there a bigger goal here?
1: Yeah, I, I do think it's about the line, You know, the line you draw. Where, where do you say, okay, this is justice and this is just vengeance? Because certainly Ra's al Ghul thinks what he's doing is justice. Mm-hmm. I would label it as vengeance. Um, and I, I think Batman is more leaning toward the justice side of things.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why Rises, even though I, I'm i not one that hates on Rises, I think Rises is pretty good, but it feels a bit Return of the jedi e because it doesn't really bring anything new to the table.
1: I really don't – I've seen that movie once. Have you I really? I don't remember the
0: plot of it. I mean, it's, it's very much about, you know, I guess – passing the torch maybe a little bit and like can can bruce be like a happy and whole person life after batman kind of thing but Hmm. it's essentially the same thing because it's it's league of shadows part two bigger and crazier and you know it throws in natalia ghoul and i don't know it does feel a little redundant next to the other two uh would you say this film is necessary to see in order to view the wildly popular dark knight sequel the dark knight rises or did the latter entries in the trilogy stand on their own I don't think it's
1: necessary, but I think it certainly helps.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like we said in the beginning, I think both of them are self-contained enough that they tell, like, you what you need to know to Mm -hmm. go right into it, um, and they are are fine standalone, but these themes we talked about um, develop, and you know, do you care as much about Rachel and Bruce and their love triangle with Harvey Dent if you hadn't seen the first one and knew how close they're coming? And Also, what a big deal it was for Batman. Like she tells him, "Really, I love you, but I love Bruce Wayne, and now you're Batman." Like sure. you've got this thing where your 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 real mask is the is the is the Bruce Wayne thing, mm-hmm. and maybe one day when Gotham doesn't need you, like that that drives Batman. Like he's desperate to like, I want to get Bat. I want to get Gotham in a good place so I can be with Rachel. And like, it's, it's a really tragic, pathetic thing in the second film when you find out that she's already moved on and it's never going to happen, but that's the thing that still motivates him and keeps him driven forward. Mm -hmm. Um, you, that, that, that significance is, is has to be diluted or lost if you haven't seen the first film.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Um, I forgot to mention one thing that is interesting to me. I guess um, maybe a shortcoming of the film as I see it. Uh, there's this moment where uh, – okay, it's a series of moments. So Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne is going into this courthouse to kill this criminal, right? Joe so chill. Um, the guy who killed his parents. And he goes in there. He's he, – isn't given the opportunity to do it because somebody else does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes outside and he has this conversation with Rachel where she essentially, I guess, changes his mind entirely. And a single conversation with, with a, just a few words changes his mind on the idea of being an executioner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't feel like that is... I feel like that was shortcutted mm. a little too much for my taste. Like, I wish there was something more like a joker, some big thing that taught him that lesson... Mm as opposed to simply being told it by another character and adopting it as his own philosophy. I, think I he, get that they're friends, and I get that they have this relationship, but it was a little much for me.
0: I think that conversation, though, also... I mean, I i don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think that also you have to take into account that, that was uh, he had this conversation with Alfred, too. Sure. Or Alfred, like... So, like, I think you're supposed to know that the two people that he loves and trusts the most in his life have both given him this message... Okay. With different levels of intensity, and, like, you know, how many, like, he, does does Lucius Fox give it to? Like, I, I get it. It does seem fast, but then again, I mean, he is balancing the origin story and letting that breathe, and the yeah. relationship with his father and the butler. And, <laughs> there's only so much time. There's only so much time, but um, it's, yeah, like, I don't know if you'd have a... And also, like, you, you can't lean on the supervillains yet, because Batman doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is like a weak, a structural weakness. I don't think it's fatal, but it, it oh, you're, certainly you're right. not. Yeah. And we also, they want to know, do we prefer Maggie G or Katie H? Maggie. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm as pro Maggie, or I guess I'm not as anti Katie Holmes as, as you, but I do think <laughs> that, that Maggie Gillenhall was better.
1: Do the commissioners have an opinion?
0: They didn't say. No. They didn't hmm. say. They want to know our opinion. Okay. Uh, maybe they can write it, email us in. Uh, there you go we're like so like like that's that's two out of three nolan verse batmans done in the yep. books uh thanks to one community commission and and thanks to ethan and allison from mm-hmm. georgia thank you for the this the, the dope kangaroo pope papal papal <laughs> kangaroo we have in our office thanks for commissioning uh batman begins hope you guys enjoyed it um and we still our commissioning process is closed because if you go to our uh, commission podcast queue, you can still see we're way far behind. This thing was commissioned back in November during the the Save Bald Move Drive, which Christ. <laughs> success, everybody. We saved it. Yeah, uh, but what did we really save? At what cost? <laughs> yeah. At what cost? Uh, if we, it takes a year to get a commission done, <laughs> we're we're trying. Well, that's that's why we shut it down. So we're trying to catch back up. Yeah. Uh, what is I forget? Uh, oh, it's Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove is next. Yeah, so one, I love my that favorites. film. and yep. it's been a while since I've seen it, so it should be it should be another fun one. Uh, but you got that to look forward to coming up. Thanks again, Ethan Allison. Uh, until next time, I'm run. I'm Jim. See ya.